0: what would it be?
1: If you are rocking it, if you feel good, you look good, you walk out your door, the way you move down the street, your energy level, that is sexy.
0: Growing up, I'd heard the terms dress for your age or mutton dressed as lamb, those derogatory statements sneered about older women wearing something a much younger person was supposed to wear. But who decides what age we should and shouldn't be draping our bodies with whatever the heck we want? I was reminded of this recently when holidaying in Italy. We walked to the beach, so I wore my practical one-piece suit under my shorts. And I was taken aback when I noticed, actually, I was the only person in a one-piece on the beach. There were hundreds of women frolicking in the shallow ocean depths. Every single one of them was in a bikini. And I'm talking from five years old right through to women over 80, in all shapes and sizes and, you know, completely embracing their curves. They were glorious to watch with their body confidence, bright colours and extravagant accessories. We were in the water after all. It made me think about conversations I'd had with my friends around appropriate age, you know, to which you should stop wearing a bikini. Shouldn't it be when you don't want to? Not when society pressures you to think you are less than. So you can imagine my excitement when I came across today's dynamic guests, Ginger and Carmen. They are two mates in their 60s who are challenging the norm on how we are supposed to act and what we're supposed to wear when we get to a certain age. Ginger and Carmen have taken the world and TikTok by storm, amassing some 350,000 followers and fans drawn to their iconic style and their beautiful jeu de vie. Based in Nam or Melbourne, the creative duo and best friends built their TikTok audience by simply capturing their escapades. What started as an organic posting on a trip to Paris has grown into a niche-defining content creation. They live with a carefree ethos and hope that all individuals can feel empowered in their bodies with a little help from a great fit and excellent tunes to keep the vibes. Their energy and attitude is absolutely infectious and this dynamic duo that I could not wait to meet them. I know the conversation will be as eclectic and electric as the vibes that Ginger and Carmen give off, so hold on to your ears, people. Ginger and Carmen, I am so excited to have you both on the show. You two are bloody amazing, so let's kick in because there's so many things that we want to talk about together. So if there's one thing that you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? Reigniting,
2: re emerging, reliving the older woman. Yes. Because we don't talk about older women enough. It's in fact,
1: it's the reignition of the older woman. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. And what do you define an older woman? Anyone like over 20 these
2: days? <laughs> Gee, that's a really good question. That is question. a good question.
0: We haven't the thought of
2: that one. Woman. I feel like older women is anyone who's already feeling old.
0: Yeah, you're just saying off there, though, like about how you have a massive TikTok following, 350,000 people, and on um, Instagram you've got about 13,000 or something, but a lot of your followers are quite young and that was surprising to you because, it, you know, you thought they were much older people, but you're obviously inspiring lots of ages with your beautiful joe
2: Initially we started documenting our own escapades, what we like to do as two friends finally having more time to do things and we thought we were inspiring women our age but it turns out that we were inspiring younger women too and I, I just think it's a fabulous thing because what are we maybe we're their goals maybe they like to look forward into the future and see that that's perhaps somewhere where they can be, you know. They're
1: actually calling us queens, I love
0: that. (laughs) Oh, I love it, I love it. Princesses as well, you can be whatever you like. But someone commented, I saw a post the other day and someone said about, you know, I'm in my fifties or I've just turned 50 and, you know, I've been depressed and worried about getting old. And yet you both are teaching me that actually life is here to be lived. And you know, you're post 60 and you're having an absolute ball. And, you know, it was a really lovely comment on one of your posts. And I thought, well, that's what you're doing. You're inspiring all persuasions to actually be more confident, live a life that's true for them and dress how the bloody hell you want. Right.
1: Exactly. And I think, like, just getting back to that really good question about what is an old woman? When do you cross that line? I think it's a really difficult question to answer that I think it sort of dovetails in with what we're talking about, in that it's actually something inside you. It's not a definition coming from the outside in, from what society says. I mean, stuff that. We're not listening to that crap anymore because it, it is something inside of you. It's about how you feel... About yourself each and every day. And that's why we talk about mood dressing as well. Get up, put some loud music on, get a coffee. What do you feel like wearing that day? That's also about then how are you feeling about yourself? How old do you feel? What is it anyway?
0: What is growing
2: up?
1: And what is growing up?
0: Yeah. And why is it that we have to feel a certain way though, right? Because that's the thing. How old do you feel? Not how old does society make you feel? And I think that's something I kind of wanted to drill in a bit more with you. Yeah,
2: I think what happens is that we all know that we've had to meet deadlines. We've got societal expectations. We've got our family expecting us to do things. When you get a chance to not have that anymore, you get that little bit of freedom. When the kids have left home, you may have left work. (laughs) you suddenly find yourself with all this freedom and you have to choose to enjoy that freedom in a way where you're reigniting something that perhaps has been dormant for a long time and it, and, and it's very important to find that part of you that you've neglected and for everyone it's such a different thing if you want to go skydiving go skydiving but you know for yeah. us it's not so much about <laughs> thrill seeking it's it's more about Just taking a look within and and making sure that you have expressed yourself in the way that you want to express yourself because let's face it, all those deadlines that we've met often aren't about what you've wanted to do. You know, it's a true thing. That's really what has happened in life.
0: Can I ask then, have you both always been like this? I mean, you've been mates for a while. But did this just kind of come about, as you say, with the kids flying the coop and changing your lives? Or have you both always been a bit of the kind of cage rattlers and not conforming? Where has it kind of been for you?
2: Well, we've always been creatives in our lives whether singers actors I nearly said dancers we try <laughs> I
0: love your dancing <laughs>
2: <laughs> well there's a story about the dancing I mean that's an expression that I didn't know I needed to have but once we started to do more and more of that I thought my god what have I neglected for so long mm. because a dancer was always you know a dancer you know you had to have five six seven and eight when I was about five <laughs> years old I remember I was told at a ballet school, some fancy ballet school in Carlton, she lands a little bit like an elephant. So (laughs) I I thought there's a future for her. And I thought, see, this is what shaped us in society, comments like this in our childhood, in our adulthood, in our workspace. So therefore those things that once may have felt so natural to you, so... Playful for you, so easy to do as as a child. We squash that down, and and we become other people. And this reignition of the older woman is all about finding out who you were before you had to be someone. Mm -hmm. And and that takes some effort. It takes some
0: looking
2: in and and being vulnerable.
0: And not giving a shit, right? Like not caring what others think because I imagine some of your mates would be like, what the hell are you two doing? Yeah,
2: I've always
1: been a rule breaker and then I had, you know, years of being a mother where I guess I wasn't such a rule breaker but it's been something, definitely something inside of me forever. So now I've just got the chance to try and break as many rules as I
2: like. But but to be honest, what what rule are we breaking? Why is Playing wow. and having fun What are the only assigned to young
1: children. Why do we get It's like about, that? I'll tell you what it is. I, I reckon it's about being uncomfortable. We're very cosseted in our society, especially here in Australia. I mean, you know, what is it, the lucky country. So, you know, we're very cosseted and you can get very comfortable and you forget what it feels like to be uncomfortable. And you've got to be a bit uncomfortable to kind of, swim against the tide okay let's not call it rule breaking so we're going to swim against yeah. the tide no i don't want to do it that way i don't want to do that i don't want to dress like that i want to wear this mm. you know i don't want to go there i want to go to that place i want to go and listen to a heavy metal band so you've got to be uncomfortable and i think we forget what it feels like to be uncomfortable.
0: Mm, i think it's a really good point and i think the other stuff that was kind of drummed into me as well of having you know unfortunately my mother passed you know over 25 years ago but when um she was young those whole kind of expressions of act your age and you know mountain dressed up as lamb all these kind of oh. society connotations so i'd love to know what you think about those
1: i just say bah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: i love that <laughs> lamb is carmen <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't to think of myself as an animal, but that's fine. I think the main thing that we're talking about here is that make sure you don't fossilise. Whatever it means to you. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to show your cleavage. It doesn't mean you have to wear skirts. But cool. if you want to... Go for it. You know? Yeah. This is such a personal
1: journey, isn't it? Like, not everyone wants to go out and do what we do, dance in the street. No. But... It's
2: just what we do. We have fun with it, and yeah, and it, and it, I guess it's like a rewilding, isn't it? You know, you you have to go back in and find that person. You know, the little elephant that landed on the stage, the ballet elephant, own it and bring it back. You know, these are the things that we're trying to encourage.
0: That I love is that you don't take yourselves too seriously, and the same, like don't take fashion too seriously. And I think they're really key, beautiful messages for you know everyone at any age right it's wonderful
2: exactly the fashion thing can also be a pressure so So, don't make fashion a pressure yeah Um, everything's a pressure for women my god what the hell are we doing
1: to ourselves everyone's so stressed so i think one of the biggest messages that is landing with the young people mainly women is that they see us as a couple of older girlfriends just going out and having fun, which is exactly what they're doing now as young people. So they relate to that. They can say, oh, my goodness, okay, I'm young now, I'm out partying, I'm having a great time, which is very necessary to do when you're young, and then I might, you know, meet somebody and I might have a family, I might have a career, whatever, and then I get to the other end, but I'm not gone I haven't shriveled up in a little ball that sort of lacks some... Um estrogen
0: in my first season i interviewed carly line and it was about the invisible woman syndrome and so i'm curious wow. what you say about that because her view was and she's a pr professional that's handled lots of um she was she worked for miranda kerr for example for seven years so she's you know used to dealing with phenomenally beautiful amazing women and she said you know you hit 45 and there's this like you just become invisible to society And so it was a really interesting conversation around that. And I'm curious about your view on what your experiences have been and almost like this is a, you know, stuff you to the world. We're not going to be invisible and we're going to be loud and proud and we're going to be noisy and we're going to have fun and you're not going to put us in a box and hold us down. That's kind of how I view you both. But what's your take on it?
1: I think that's the same thing. I think it gets back to something that's going inside of you and perhaps your head in that We have been conditioned to think like this, you know, get to this age, you get the grey hair or whatever and you become invisible. I actually don't think you do. It's part of a dialogue that goes on in society Mm -hmm. and we all buy into it. And, again, it's about the inside out. If you are rocking it, if you feel good, you look good, you walk out your door, the way you move down the street, your energy level... That is sexy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The way you're talking about that to me is it's absolutely speaking my language and it's how I live my life every day, but I have a lot of detractors that go, oh, why do you do this and how do you live your life like that and, oh, lucky you, and I was like, "Geez, I've worked bloody hard to get here. And those sort of detractors around saying, you know, why don't you act your age and, you know, this is ridiculous and why do you wear that stuff? I mean, do you get that sort of feedback or do people now, you've been doing it long enough, you know?
2: I've never felt
0: invisible.
2: I've just always felt comfortable with who I am and and have always done whatever I wanted to do. So I, maybe it's the way we've been raised. We're very lucky to have had, you know, very stylish, strong women raise us. My mother personally has shown me the way to stand strong and believe in what you believe in and not in an empowering, bolshy, you know, own it way, just in a, a very strong self-assured way and manner and with, with humility. I've never had an issue with being invisible. And if I have felt invisible, as you say, it's probably been my own little thing, oh, you know, try harder, do more, whatever. But it's not, no one's put that on me but myself. So I, I don't I don't know, that's my explanation. Yeah,
1: I, I've, I was painfully shy when I was young. Mm. So I had to overcome that. The one thing my mother taught me was just to ignore. Don't take it on. So It's kind of like noise. As soon as you start listening to the outside voice, your inside voice gets very small and that influence just builds and builds and builds and you just you can be lost in that. Mm. I think that happens a lot. I mean, hey, 24-7 we've got so many things telling us how to be. You know, we've kind of got to be blocking that out to let our inner voice rule
2: supreme. I mean, there are voices, aren't there? So you just have to yeah, there are identify which are the voices that are saying you know, you're no good, all the negatives, and you've got to learn how to obviously push them back, but then you've got to learn to listen to the ones that are really the soulful ones and yeah. take those on board and listen to those and say, Hey, back to the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. I think I've got to start owning some of these little voices that are the soulful ones that are telling me something. And of course some days we're flat. Everyone's flat some days. It's not like we wake up and get out of bed and do a Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one, you know. You've got it's part of the deal of being human, you know. I mean, I don't know what the weather's been like in Sydney, but in Melbourne it's been grey. And it does play on your mind a little bit. So we're not perfect, but it's knowing that. It's knowing that about yourself, that you are imperfect. And it's allowing yourself to be imperfect. And, and, of course, that's what you've got to go by.
1: Yeah, music helps.
2: Music's great.
1: Dance helps. Yeah. You know, dancing is one of the best exercises you can actually do mm. because it works on the connective tissue as well.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, again, it changes your mood, right? Like so I've always been a music, listening to music in the background all the time. And sometimes I'll be in my studio, you know, doing pottery and it's kind of, almost like real soulful, you know, it might be blues music. And then all of a sudden, I'm feeling really down a bit. I was like, whoa, I've got to change this up, you know, get some 80s dance on. <laughs> like, what's going on? So, yeah, it can have effects both ways, right? So, for people listening, what are some of the tips? Because in my experience with detractors, it's often, you know, sort of growing up, it was either that you, your parents would say, "Well, they're just jealous. Don't listen to them if they're kind of picking on you or whatever." Or the other side, you know, as you get older, you realise that actually it's the shit that those people are carrying around and they're projecting onto you. So, like yourselves, I try and just go, "That's your problem. That's not my problem. I'm really positive. I feel great. I'm very comfortable. I'm confident. I love what I wear. I love what I do. Whatever." But what are your kind of tips and how to navigate that kind of world and to be more unretired, as you as you both call yourself? which I love, how do you suggest that people sort of take some sort of stuff on there and and can bring into their lives, even if it's a little bit every day?
2: Well, if we're talking about fashion, and I know not everyone listening will be interested in the fashion part, but it's interesting how once we discovered each other's penchant for getting lost. Oh, that's a good word. I The fashion part actually did help us grow Further, because we went into op shops and we started finding clothes that ordinarily you wouldn't afford in a a regular retail outlet Mm. and we explored through op shops and I think that's another way of finding another you or the you that may have been lying dormant for a while is going into an op shop and buying Mm. outfits that don't cost very much money and you're giving to charity but you're also trying to change a look you know it's a
1: big thing that people get stuck in styles and colors you know like for myself I now have white hair and I used to have darker hair so the things that I wear now are very different to the things that I used to wear so you can go into an op shop and you can change your colors for very little money and you're helping charity at the same time And the first time you go and do that or the first couple of times, don't take a girlfriend because it's a solo journey from inside out because your girlfriend, as gorgeous as they are and as much as we love them, they see you a particular way. They might think, oh, no, you know, you don't normally wear that colour or something. Mm. But, hey, suddenly you might just put, you know, yellow up against you and you might look fabulous in yellow and you've never thought to do it. This is all part of the journey of stepping outside of that mm, it's that, that discovery. It's stuck in. Yeah, it's discovery. And and this is the uncomfortable spot as well because suddenly it's a solo thing and, you're, you know, you're really taking it from somewhere deeper inside of you. So as much as clothing, you know, people can think, oh, it's quite frivolous, it's actually not mm. because you're presenting who you are to the world. That's a really important thing because then that, Sort of leads into confidence, and then about how you are in the world, and then how people relate to you. You know, it's a feedback loop, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful, and I think I think you've said a couple of key points there about you know a solo journey and to just try something a bit different, and you know taking that kind of experimental approach with it as well. And you do feel different, you know, when you put different clothes on. It's why people were sort of saying when those that work at home and they'd you know they'd be in their jammies. I mean, obviously through COVID, it's been a massive change. I sort of started doing that with my pottery because I was like wasn't wearing any of my beautiful dresses and I thought well why not like ceramics doesn't ruin clothes you know they're comfortable to throw in and I get to wear these beautiful frocks so you know now I've got the Monica frocked potter <laughs> which is fun oh that's fantastic
1: I love that gorgeous you don't want to say that oh, word
2: too quickly frock. no
1: not after a few glasses of bread Carmen
2: you might be another kind of posture if you say that incorrectly. Yeah, you have to be very careful.
1: But just thinking about the um, idea about invisibility, it's like you're no longer a sexual being when you're invisible. And that, that, you know, women feel very unloved. It's almost an unloved feeling too with this invisibility. And I'm not just talking about sex, I'm just talking about love and intimacy and just not feeling nurtured in that way and there's there you know that sort of is is part of it as well
2: but you, you have to re- I mean? reconnect definitely yeah, with that because reading. we lose that we, be, we yeah. become the warriors you know yeah and you know the strong women that getting the family here and there and everywhere and I feel like that's a really good point that you've got to reconnect and there's so many different ways you can reconnect with yourself and it might be through trying out new clothes it, you know, self care, self love,
1: mm. all
2: all those things and
1: just even having those sometimes deeper conversations within those more intimate relationships that you have yeah. in your life and they might even be great conversations you have with your older kids, you know.
0: Yeah yeah that's true so ginger and Carmen are your alter egos and this has helped I guess you to bring this alive and to experiment and to try new new clothes and new ways and dancing all the things that we've talked about so for someone that's listening and they think I love this and I want to be like these ladies you know do you kind of recommend to say we'll try a little alter ego instead I know some of my mates have a what is it the negative Nellies in their head and they give them names you know those negative (laughs) it's like Brenda's on my back again or you know whatever I mean how could someone tackle that, you know? If that
2: works for you, I mean, we, we didn't know this would get this far. So we've kind of created this brand that is, you know, that is based on alter egos. It's all by accident. It, it's all, all unplanned, which is a favourite thing. But it's going back to that, owning that little secret in your head and trying something new. You don't have to tell the world what you're doing. Go and do it secretly yourself. Try a new lipstick on or just just those little uncomfortablenesses. Try them because we know what they are. Deep down inside, you actually know what they are. But you don't have to tell anyone what you're trying. Keep it to yourself until you're ready to shout out to the world because it's a lovely way to progress into
0: you and know, to get comfortable, you know, baby steps and get a bit more comfortable wearing something a bit different. Or my mum had cancer, she had breast cancer, unfortunately. But what happened? So she had all these different wigs. And so, in support of her, you know, we would all have like different wig days that we'd all wear different wigs. All my girlfriends and I, we'd all go out together. And it was so much fun. And so I've got like all these wigs that I kept after mum had passed and things. And then so I started doing that. I'd go to an event, like a work event, and be completely glammed up in a beautiful dress. And then I'd wear this black. You know, dead straight like Irma Thurman wig, and (laughs) there's such good quality. It looks so real with my kind of crazy curly hair. And so, just that ultra persona, it was so much fun. But again, that whole not taking yourself seriously, and it might be something little and subtle like that that you could try just going down the street or going shopping in a wig or wearing a new dress that you'd never wear just for a bit of fun, huh?
1: I think your idea of the the voice in the head is, is a really good one because, you know, rather than having negative nelly in there you could have positive Polly. so i see her as the warrior woman she's going come on girl <laughs> give it a go i love it
0: yeah exactly what do you got to
1: lose and then again that's just another discussion isn't it what is failure failure is just the best lessons of your life yeah like if you don't yep, fail so you never learn anything so okay maybe that Mini skirt I wore was a bit short. Well, won't wear one so short next time. <laughs> Couldn't <Cookies. laughs> sit down. Yeah, I slipped the Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ginger and Carmen, you are an absolute delight to the world and I can see why you're being so popular. Congratulations on all your success. I, as you say, you don't know where it's gonna go or where it's headed and I love that as well. So um, I just hope you keep having a wonderful time doing it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh,
1: thank you, Michelle. we are having a lovely Michelle. time. It was a
0: blast.
1: So
0: good. Well, there you have it. Wasn't that an incredible conversation? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. If you did like it, can I ask a small favor? Please rate and review on your listening platform for me. I know everyone asks this, but it seriously makes a difference to help get these conversations out in the world and makes all the hard work and effort I put into this for you all the more worthwhile. And until next time, if you have one question you'd like to ask me, hit me up on my socials or jump on my website, michellejcox.com.